Welcome to my podcast. You are not alone. Convos with Annalisa. I am Annalisa. I am just your average wife, mom, daughter, friend, neighbor, student. We are a family of four. We have two daughters. I have a nine-year-old named Addie Mae and a five-year-old named Mabel Ann. My husband's name is Ryan, and we've been married a little over 10 years. And we also have a dog, a Shih Tzu named Sherman. So you are not alone. What does that even mean? I'm sure um, some of you are still trying to figure out what this channel is about. And I personally wanted to dedicate a podcast to just your average everyday life things that happen. Um, It's going to range from so many different things from being a wife and trying to just you know, be there for your husband when he's maybe not had such a great day and being a mom and navigating through this, you know, these new ages, nine and five, they're so fun, but they have so much that comes with them. Um, Being a daughter and just, you know, trying to be the best that you can as your parents are, you know, getting older, you know, I definitely wanted to dedicate something that you can honestly say like, you're not alone. We're all going through this together. We're all just trying to survive this crazy thing called life and make some beautiful memories. Um, I'm, you know, I'm also, like I said, a dog mom. So you're not alone when your dog eats one of your daughter's favorite toys and you've got to console your daughter and you've got to make sure that everything's going to be okay with the dog. You know, I, I just wanted to dedicate something and let you know that we're all going through the same things. We all may not talk about them because they can be a little taboo. Everyone expects you to be perfect, but you don't have to be. You're not alone when you just have that mental breakdown in the shower or in the car or you, you know, run to to Walmart and you just smell candles and you go to Target just to touch all the pretty blankets, you know, you're just not alone. I'm right there with you. We're in this together. And I mean, I just want you to know in this channel, we're going to talk about everything, home repairs. And, you know, uh, I have a daughter, my, my youngest one, she's five and she has an autoimmune disease. So navigating all of that, you'll, you'll hear me talk about that as time progresses. And, you know, that's definitely been an area that we're, we like to, to teach people as much as we can. I'm still constantly learning about, um, her disease, um, ulcerative colitis, but you're not alone. I've been there. I've, I've been in that hospital more than we'd like to say. And, you know, we just want to be that leaning shoulder for people to say like, you know, if they can get through it, I know that I'm going to be able to get through it and just be that positive force for everybody. 
So let's jump right into our first topic, the elephant in the room. You've heard me mention my daughter having an autoimmune disease. I want to share my journey with you on parenting a sick child. You are not alone. I am going to go ahead and jump on into our story and let you in on our journey, how we got diagnosed with our youngest daughter having this autoimmune disease. My youngest daughter, Mabel Ann, was about two and a half years old and we had just started potty training her. And I remember she was doing so great. I was so thankful because um, potty training the older one was completely different. I mean, these girls couldn't have been more night and day than what they were. Um, she was, my youngest was like a duck to water, took to it. I remember we were at golf lessons with my oldest daughter and my, my little one, Mabel, um, let me know she needed to go to the bathroom. I went ahead and took her into the clubhouse so that she could use the bathroom. And I remember she was struggling to use the bathroom. And when she finally did use the bathroom, she told me it hurts. And so I went to clean her bottom because, um, she had gone poop and there was, um, some blood that had kind of came out onto the toilet paper, which was very surprising for me. But because I had seen her struggling while I was in the bathroom with her, I realized, I thought maybe she had cut herself while going to the bathroom. Maybe she was constipated and maybe I needed to pick up the water. Maybe I needed to pick up the fiber on her. Didn't think much of it. So it continued um, like that for a little bit longer, maybe about another week where I noticed every time she went to the bathroom, I would wipe and there was just a streak of blood, little streak of blood, nothing crazy, nothing in the toilet, nothing that I was really, really concerned about. At that point, uh, we had a program through our insurance called Accolade. It's basically like a nurse on call and you can give them a buzz, let them know the symptoms that your child is having, and they can let you know the best thing to do as far as medical wise. Do you actually need to take your daughter in? Are you being a hypochondriac? Like what's going on? And so I remember um, getting on the phone with a nurse and letting her know my daughter's symptoms. And she went ahead and said, you know, if it's, you know, we, we ruled out a couple of things and she said, I think it's going to be best if you go into your pediatrician, just let her take a look, uh, having a professional checker out at this point might be in our best interest. So we made an appointment and we went ahead and went on in, uh, while we were at the pediatrician, you know, she checked her to see if there was any visible hemorrhoids or a, a fissure or anything like that going on. And, there wasn't anything that we could see and we went ahead and we, we ran labs that day just to make sure, um, everything was okay. As far as her numbers, her, nothing was elevated and everything came back fine. She, uh, called me at the pediatrician called me and let me know if it continued in another week to go ahead and make another appointment and come on in. Another week passes and we went ahead and we made another appointment because we're still getting this nuisance of just a little streak of blood every time we wiped her and she went potty, every time she went poop. And we went in to the pediatrician and she ran labs again because again, she couldn't see anything. And 
she was actually about to leave for vacation. It was the summertime. And so she was going to go to India to visit her family. And she said, I will get in touch with you when I get back. And I said, that's fine. I'm not concerned. It's not a big deal. So I remember um, having breakfast with a couple of my girlfriends. We did a play date over at Chick-fil-A. And we let the kiddos play and we were all sitting at a table just talking. And I got this number on my phone calling and it said unknown. And I answered and it was the pediatrician calling me from her personal cell phone from the airport. She let me know she was not comfortable leaving for vacation, knowing that Mabel was still having issues. And so um, I'm you know, fumbling around trying to look for a pen because she's like, get a pen and paper. I'm going to give you some information and uh, I need for you to go ahead and follow what I tell you to do until I get back. I said, all right, fine. So my friends are frantically looking for papers and pens to hand me. And so she lets me know after, as soon as I hang up, she wants for me to call her the office and let them know that I spoke with her and that she is wanting me to get an appointment with a GI specialist. So we call as soon as we hang up and uh, my girlfriends are holding my hand because I'm crying kind of at this point because I'm, I'm a little bit nervous. I've never been referred to any kind of a specialist um, for my children or for myself at that in that matter. And um, they tell me, you know, we, we've already got a call into a GI, but we're waiting for an appointment. We'll give you a call back as soon as we get the appointment set. So I left it at that and, and that was okay. Our appointment was scheduled roughly about a week after um, we had talked with the pediatrician's office. And I remember going in to the GI and it was a very early morning appointment. And uh, I am not an expert driving <laughs> in the city. And so I had to leave a little bit earlier than normal because I was definitely nervous. I wasn't going to get there on time. And in the city traffic is definitely um, intimidating for me. But Mabel and I, Mabel, Ann and I both made it in. And, you know, we, we met with this GI who again wanted to just kind of run labs. We were a little annoyed because at this point, you know, my kiddo, you know, the, the labs are coming back fine. Let's, let's not, let's not keep sticking my baby with, with a needle, but I mean, it was necessary. So we went ahead and we got more labs done and then we had an appointment at that point. Um, we were already pretty much in about the middle of September. All of this originally started on August 1st. So we're about midway into September by the time we're getting seen with the GI and we're getting the labs done and we're going back in for our follow-up appointment. And so October comes um, at this point and the GI is not happy because um, she doesn't understand why Mabel is still having issues. Why is she still bleeding and so her thoughts on all of this was maybe your daughter has a polyp and maybe it's going to be best to get a colonoscopy. And while we're already there, we might as well do an endoscopy just to kind of rule anything out. And if it's a polyp, 
they can take care of it while she's sedated already and we can go on with our lives. So we go ahead and we agree to all of that. And um, I mean, if you've ever been to a specialist, you are not alone. You understand how long everything takes. The process is painfully slow um, and it's nothing against them. I mean, they're fantastic, but there are just not enough specialists, I'm guessing, because the appointment for her colonoscopy and endoscopy are scheduled for November the the second, November the second, I had to think about that. And so, uh, basically another month of just kind of going through that same little nuisance where little miss Mabel is still bleeding every time that she goes poop. Um, at this point, it's again, only when we wipe it's, it's just basically annoying more than anything. And so my kid is still running around. She's still playing. She's still having, living her best life. <laughs> So doing a clean out on a child, uh, prepping for the endoscopy and the colonoscopy, <laughs> uh, no one could have prepared me for that. You are not alone if you have had to ever go through the prep yourself, had to give your child that kind of a prep or a family member or a friend, a fiance, a husband, a wife. Um, it's not fun. It's definitely very, very painful. Uh, as far as the process, it's just a long process. I remember we went trick-or-treating on October 31st and I remember, um, letting her have all the candy that she wanted to have because I knew on November the 1st, we were going to have to do a complete clean out, which meant, um, nothing by mouth, nothing to eat. And we would be drinking um, quite a bit of Marilax um, to get her completely ready for the tests on the following day on November 2nd. So I remember um, I was very emotional about even just the prep. I remember crying and I told my husband, if my baby is not eating, I am not eating. So I had water all day and she had, um, a, she went back and forth between we, we bought some sweet tea and we bought some Gatorade. So we gave her some stuff that she was going to like to drink when we were going to add all this extra Marilax medication inside of there to, to have her get cleaned out. It was a rough day for me. She did great. She was excited because she didn't have to eat anything all day. And I was just giving her drink after drink after drink. And she just thought I was the coolest mom ever. <laughs> she's not a big eater. She's never really been a big eater. Um, she, she's definitely takes after my side of the family. Um, you know, we, we don't, we're not big eaters. We're just, we're just not. My dad is absolutely tiny. He weighs about 109 pounds and that's probably soaking wet. <laughs> so, um, you know, we went ahead and we did the whole clean out and we took her to the hospital the next day, November 2nd. And we had to hand her over, which that was very intense for me. I had never had to hand my child over to anybody to be put under anesthesia. 
I, they were very kind to me and at the hospital and they let me carry her back to the, to the, to the room where they were going to be doing the scopes. Um, and they let me stay with her until she drifted off to sleep. But that was, I remember like you, you can't even, you can't even swallow. You have such a, a big lump in your throat. I had never had to do anything like that before in my life. And it was very intense. It was to this day, I think one of the days that has stayed with me through everything that we've been through with her. My husband um, is very strong. He is my rock and he is that leaning shoulder when I need it. But I will be honest and I will say that we we take turns on that. When he sees me weak, he gets strong. And when I see him weak, I get strong. So there's always one of us that's that's staying strong for the other, which I'm very thankful for. I know that not everybody has that kind of support. After the procedure was done, um, after the, you know, endoscopy and colonoscopy were all said and done, uh, our GI came out and called us into a room and she showed us um, pictures because nowadays they show, they, they print out pictures for you and they let you see what they're seeing. And she says, I really don't see anything crazy going on in here. Um, at this point, I'd like to wait and see and I want you to come in in a week and I want to see where she's at at that point. And so we were, you know, kind of excited because maybe this was all going to go away now. Maybe this did something. I don't know. I don't know. But at this point, we're being told, you know, everything looks great. So another week passes, but the blood kind of picks up when she's going to the bathroom. I'm not going to say that it, 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 we're starting to see little droplets of red blood coming into the toilet after she is done pooping, which we hadn't seen before. So I go ahead and I go into the appointment about a week later. So we're already pretty much the middle of November at this point. And our GI informs me, you know, she doesn't understand why, why Mabel Ann is, is still bleeding. So very nonchalantly, she lets me know that she's going to go ahead and treat her for ulcerative colitis and that we are going to be starting some medications. We're going to start a medication called renatidine and we're going to start a medication called sulfasalazine. Now these medications are covered by our insurance, but we need them compounded because my daughter is still two. She cannot swallow a pill. Um, so we, we quickly find out that the insurance will not cover the compounded prescription. So we have to come out of pocket for these so I remember one of the medications being about $150 and the other one being about $100. So it's going to be about $250 every month, which at this point, I am a stay-at-home mom and my husband is the sole provider for the family. So that's kind of a lot of money, you know, to, to 
carve out every single month for our medications. And you told me a few weeks ago at the scopes that everything was fine. So we went ahead, we, we purchased the medications and, um, you know, we, we go on our way. And I remember that night coming home and waking up in the middle of the night. And I said to myself, something's not right. Ulcerative colitis, that doesn't sound right. Something about it isn't sitting well. Again, it was a very nonchalant thing. It wasn't like the movies. It's nothing like you expect. Um, I woke up, it was about 2 a.m. And I grabbed my phone off the charger and I go downstairs to our living room and I sit in the living room and I decide I'm going to type in ulcerative colitis onto Facebook. And all these groups start popping up. So I request to join a few and very quickly, within about 10 minutes, I want to say I was accepted into a, a few of these groups and I start reading these posts. Nobody could have prepared me for that. No, nobody at all. I remember thinking to myself, my GI has given me the name of the wrong diagnosis because these kids are sick. These people are sick. My child is not sick. And so I made a post about 3 a.m. And I said, I'm not really sure that this is the page that I'm supposed to be on. Um, my daughter has these symptoms and this is what's going on. Is this where I'm supposed to be? And immediately somebody commented back and wrote on there, your daughter has an autoimmune disease. I suggest that you cry and you mourn your old life tonight because your life is never going to be the same. Can you imagine reading something so life-changing on Facebook something that you expected you were you would have been more informed of at the actual doctor office when you watch a movie the doctors always take their patients into their office and they sit with them and they let them know of something that's major that's happening in their lives and I, again, I mean, I stand by this. We were told so nonchalantly that I really did think that ulcerative colitis was just a cold, like in her intestines type thing. Um, I, I know how naive I was now, but if you've ever been through anything like that and you don't feel like you were properly, you know, informed, you're not alone because I was right there with you. I definitely thought that there would have been more that they would have said to you as, as somebody that's going through something like this, opposed to what I was actually given. I shake my head now at myself at the old naive version of myself. Um, I'm kind of thankful some days for it because I feel like I've been able to learn and be more cautious and ask more questions and demand more answers and 
I, the, the best way that I can say it is I really make sure that people break it down for me. Anything that's being told to me about either one of my children, breaking it down for me all the way down to where a kindergartner can understand what is being told. Because I've learned that life is not like the movies. If you've ever been in that position, I I can only say, you know where I'm coming from. If you haven't been through that, you know, you, you, you're more aware now, I think, than before. So I remember that morning I woke up and I woke my husband. I went to bed that night because I mean, there's only so much reading you can do and only so many stories that give you that lump in your throat that you just don't even realize your people are, are living this life. Nobody, I'd never heard of ulcerative colitis. I had never heard of Crohn's. I don't know anybody who has these these words had never, these diagnoses, these words had never been spoken to me before. I was very blind. I was very, what I'd like to call, I lived in la-la land. When my husband woke up the next morning, I let him know our life has changed and nobody told us. And I remember he was staring at me like maybe I had a bad dream. Maybe I bumped my head. The doctor didn't make it seem like it was that intense. And if it was, you know, we kind of expected that we would have been told in a different manner, but we weren't. And that's okay. I mean, there's nothing we can do about it now. We just learn, we grow, we move forward. You're not alone. If you ever have felt angry about the situation, maybe on how something was diagnosed to you. I've been there with you. I've, I've sat in that room. I've felt how uncomfortable it is to be told something. And then maybe it's not exactly what you thought it was. This podcast is definitely helping heal some of the wounds that are still there. Parenting a sick child has become such a huge part of my life. And I am hopeful that this podcast series will help you see that you are not alone. Please subscribe so you can be notified of the continuation of this episode and other new ones to come. Thank you.